Beware this content may contain adult content and we cannot promise that there won't be any talk about porn or lose hentai. Another episode of Casual Mass Request. I am your host for the episode, Nate. You are. Um, joined by my lovely co-host Tyler and Glenn. How is how 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 are you guys? <laughs> so uh, the three of us, it's Nick, Dick, and Prick. So yeah, we run. Wait, who's Dick and who's Prick? I'm uh, yeah. You're Dick? Yeah, yeah, that seems about right. Well, that makes me prick. All right. <laughs> Hi, I'm Prick. Uh, you can check me at Two Times Prick. <laughs> two Times Prick. Also known as uh, the Title second of my win. sex tape. And mine's Two Times Dick. <laughs> <laughs> two Times Dick. Oh, man. Uh, have you seen I like uh, mine the story about the guy, prick, prick, about the dick, guy that dick, had dick, two, dick. Uh, two penises? <laughs> yes. Wait, what? Yes. Yeah, there's a, there's a guy who's been very open about the fact he has... Uh, Two mostly fully functioned penises. Uh, I believe they're vertically placed. Two streams? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I believe, like, uh, he's got a said splitter. that. Uh, yeah, a <laughs> split. Yeah, he, he has to actively <laughs> avoid uh, not crossing them. Otherwise, he causes an uh, atomic charge that blows up the entire bathroom. Yep. And Glenn is um, losing it. Oh, great. I will, uh, I will leave you guys to uh, explore that. Anybody who is unfamiliar with this at your own uh, leisure, I will. Uh, I. Because we're going to go into a lot of penises today, but this is the one we're not going to go into, I think. Oh, um, It's um, a video game podcast. <laughs> like, yeah. I was going to say, is, um, I thought this was the lewd episode, my bad. Uh, so, uh, let's get started with how um, everybody's weeks have been. Um, Tyler, we, we were just talking about monkeys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of monkeys, and that is a beautiful, be such a good Paul Blart segue. Uh, <laughs> I've been uh, grinding a... Uh, couple of shows i've been really getting into and for different but also kind of themed uh you know style to the sh uh, episode so the first one is code monkeys which uh for anybody who doesn't know is a uh like a early 2000s uh was on cable through g4 it was an oh, animated God. series about a 1980s developer uh, team that got bought out by a money grubbing mr Krabs style texan who was very very racist it's, it's a cartoon. Imagine if an 8-bit equivalent of uh, Family Guy, except they're all video game developers. Like, nothing really good. Oh, maybe The Office. Maybe The Office. You know, this was uh, The Office before it hit its prime. It is a great show, and it got two seasons before it eventually got canceled out. There's a uh, couple of scenes like uh, you, you fight off Robot Hitler from Wolfenstein. Uh, Michael Jackson... Uh, comes in to uh, do his game back in the 80s. Uh, I believe there is a scene where, uh, oh man, what is Lenny, well, maybe Nick would know this. What is the name of the person that worked with Steve Jobs to create Apple? Wozniak? Yeah. Uh, yes. I think uh, Steve, apparently was, uh, Steve Wozniak. I believe he was the original owner of this uh, company and he sold it off and a uh, couple, you know, it was, it's, it's very raunchy. It's Definitely best viewed within uh, its decade, if you will, right. because uh, as I told Nick here before, it would not survive the scrutiny of 2019. Right. But like for what it is, yeah. I mean, uh, to be fair, like a lot of the early uh, Family Guy, actually, I mean, South Park, they, they still don't care. Yeah. And uh, I feel I feel like uh, the same people made Code Monkeys, it would probably be the same style thing, but it would get torn apart so bad but uh yeah i've been watching that and then i've been watching goblin slayer which is a very well done uh, light novel slash manga slash anime 
after and the Glenn, first episode. Uh, Sorry, oh, uh, hey. it was so it was too much. The first episode that was too much for me to see. So Glenn is well aware of what happened here. So I was watching or searching for a hentai in X video as one normally does on a Tuesday right. morning. Right. And you know, <laughs> I come across uh, a, 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 you know interesting title and I click on it. And I immediately get scarred for fucking life, as Glenn could probably imagine, because yeah. the, uh, the it was a clip on this porn site of uh, the first episode of Goblin Slayer, which is a group of adventurers going into a cave. You know, a bunch of happy go-to like, level one we're characters. New like, level, we're new adventurers. I, I mean, let's go like, kill some goblins. Yeah, let's kill some goblins. And it's like, oh, we're completely unprepared for fucking goblins. These gro goblins are crafty. And it's... I looked this up in the wiki to help explain why the fuck this is, uh, happens after this. Uh, long story short, the, the party loses to the goblins. And it turns out goblins in this, uh, this manga universe, if you want to call it that, uh, they're all male, and the only way they can reproduce is through the females of other species. You can see where this is leading. Uh, no, I can't. Please explain, Tyler. Uh, there's a lot of bad things that happen. And All the it, other it ones gets... are alive. It's not even like they pull her off and, like, it's like, hey, we're still fighting. She's on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're just like, okay. wow, okay, shit. Like, it, it, it does such a fucking mind shock to you that I'm guessing at least 90% of the people that have no idea what the show is about and watch the first episode doesn't get the second, you know, episode two. Oh. I don't even think they finish episode one. It's like, they can just, no, no, thank you, NTY. What's weird is because as far as I've gotten so far, there's only been one other scene that, you know, came close, but it's like 20% of the shock that happens in that right, first episode. Right like, the first the episode the looks like awesome. it's legitimate. It looks like it's legitimate hentai mm -hmm. in the beginning. And it's like, no, uh, whoever did this, just want to let you know, these goblins are, uh, they're not here to uh, play soccer with you or football. Uh, goddamn. But the character itself, the actual player that plays as Goblin Slayer, I, I am in love with, with the way he handles things. See, like, he is straight to the point. He has one job and one job only, and that is to slay the yeah, I gotta say, it slays the shit out of the goblins. He has like a 20 in wisdom whenever it comes to goblin information, I, but... His charisma is not at all. He is... He, no. His intelligence no. is actually pretty good. It's like Kratos, except instead of gods, it's goblins. And that's all he <laughs> wants to do is kill goblins. And he does it by God. And uh, it's it's been an interesting, like, D&D-style experience, Nick. Except for the first episode. Beware. Right, right. Yeah, I'm sorry uh, that I did that immediately. I'm sorry. No, it's... <laughs> Because I like the show too. It, I really do. I've seen it before. It's just the first like episode that, that yeah. Mm. Um, episode two plus the anime is great. The first one is something that you need the like halfway into it. You just need to have a cigarette first, just to, like all right, we're about to fucking do this. Like this is the world we're in. Yeah, it, it's kind of upsetting that I found that on a porn site because it's an actual anime that you know actually doesn't show sex or anything like that. Or it doesn't show. Uh, the the less than savory equivalents uh, of subject tied with sex. Uh, God damn. But yeah, great anime after like the first 20 minutes of the first episode. Oh, fuck. Anyways, other than that, I've definitely not watched any other porn. Oh, wait. Yes, I did. Uh, PlayStation Virtual Reality PSVR. Have you heard of it? No, never My wife heard is of it. playing it right now. Wait, who is? My wife in the other room. Oh, oh, cool. <laughs> she, she's. I'm gonna say she's watching it right now. She's watching the <laughs> stream on PSVR, which is a thing you can do, and it's great. Uh, 
so I discovered, you know, I, I kind of looked it up and I was like, eh, it's probably not going to work anything there like that. There's a lot of things you can watch on PlayStation VR. Such as? Uh, movies. Right. Uh, Twitch, YouTube right. videos. Mm -hmm. Non-VR Documents 360. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of good VR games that last about 30 minutes. And smut. A lot of smut. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it turns out Sony has actually updated their media player like a year or so ago to where it will be able to fully functionally play porn. But for obvious reasons, they didn't point this out. They let people figure this out. Right, of course. And it was it was like the Japanese people kind of did like a silent nod, like the, the Texas Ranger nod. And uh, so I decided to give it a shot. And as it turns out, not as good as I thought. I uh, like, I was kind of getting into it, uh, all pun intended. But uh, it's, uh, I think it's because trying to find a free version of a high quality VR video of that kind is a bit questionable. And there's right. like, certain hoops that you have to jump through and stuff. And honestly, if someone would, I'm not the kind of person that would ever walk into an adult video store and you know get that 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 kind of stuff. It's just not for me. But right. I'm a guy. I, you know, we're all guys here, uh, you know, women too. Women do their thing too. We don't have to make a big uh, fireworks show over it. And uh, I decided I wanted to see if it was a thing for science. And as it turns out, it is. It's There's so many fucking hoops that go for it. And honestly, I don't think it's worth it. That's also, entirely fair. We don't need the full rub and tug details. Just the nice bullet points, Tyler. I mean, the depth on it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I felt like I was between the booth. It was crazy. <laughs> you just have to hire like a person to turn it into 4D, and then they'll just fucking beat your face with pillows, squirt water on you, whatever, you know, just to add to the immersive. Um, They're doing uh, Foley work for your VR. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because I'm the guy that, get, uh, well, before I got married, I would try to flirt with somebody. But the moment they flirt back, I would clam right back up. You're like, wait, uh, shit, and, this is not how it's supposed to work. You're supposed to be disgusted and run away. Why are you, why is this working? And so when I try to say something that is fairly correlated to depraved filth, and then you guys kind of go along with it, I'm like, oh, uh, my morality compass is suddenly pointing a the opposite direction. Goodbye. It's 2019. Uh, we embrace all kinks, Tyler. Okay, fair enough. Speaking of PlayStation VR, Glenn, you're talking about uh, your wife is playing Moss. How is it? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm gonna find out today. Uh, it's got a really good. It's got really good reviews. Part of the what is we got that? Uh, what is Moss? It's uh, a video game where you're playing in like. Really? Uh, <laughs> it's a PlayStation VR specific video, uh, but it's been out since the PlayStation VR came out because it came out in the package that comes with AstroBot, which is very well right, VR right. game. Astrobot um, is mm, fantastic, fantastic right? It's so it, good. But yeah, it, apparently cat. it's that same sort of like semi VR thing where you're like following on a track and you can kind of look around at stuff and like you're just kind of following in kind of like a third person perspective uh, following this little mouse on his adventures. I don't know too much about the I try not to read about video games before I play them too much because I'm afraid no, I'll get that plot makes spoilers. Yeah. But uh, it's got good reviews and we'll find out next week from her. Okay, cool. I'll tell you what she said. Um, so yeah, a lot of fun. I think she's, right. She loves good she loves Astrobot, so she had like 100% everything. It just feels like Astrobot was, uh, I mean, for me, Beat Saber is probably like the uh, the pinnacle of uh, PlayStation VR yeah, games. I want it so bad. But there, I mean, there's plenty of other games where you just have such a good time enjoying it in VR that you sometimes forget. It's like, wow, PSVR is actually pretty fucking good mm -hmm. the games specifically right, right 
Uh, it, it's been of uh, a large majority agreement that PlayStation VR is the weakest of the headsets. Oh yeah, but also the like, like games. <laughs> true, very true. The games, however, that have been developed and lined up for it are top notch compared to like exclusively for other things like the HTC, uh, HTC Vive and the Oculus and all that. It just yeah. seems like they've had such good banger games specifically for the PSVR. Right. Uh, I still think VR is a gimmick, but uh, we're not going to get into that whole uh, debacle. Gimmick that double dick? Uh, no, I truly think VR is a gimmick, but don't worry about me. Uh, Glenn, I know you've also been watching some anime this week. Yeah, yeah. I've been getting, like, the last couple weeks, I've been getting back into Dragon Ball Super. Right. Because I don't have, like, a paid subscription to anything. I have to wait for the stuff to come out on uh, the Funimation app. <laughs> okay. Do we need the talk? Oh man, you Let's, and I need to be like yeah, a family you guys talk plan for a country role or something. I still, I still plan on catching up with the whole Dragon Ball thing eventually. So I mean, like, I know Dragon he's never Ball gonna all the way up, all the way. I've the never whole was. Yeah. Dragon because Ball thing. I know, like, listen, Lordy, I know Lordy. he's gonna, he's gonna fight, uh, win some. And then when he loses, he's just going to get super pissed, go off, do some training, come back, halfway through the fight, kind of lose, and then be like, oh, wait, I forgot about this power. Click. And then all of a sudden, he's going to win. I know that's the roughly like the kind of like general theme to all the fights with Goku specifically. I don't know about the other ones, but uh, the other characters, you know, they don't matter. It's just Goku. And yeah. I mean, I feel like there's been a lot Damn of spotlight you, shown to like uh, Vegeta and Gohan specifically, especially in like the early uh the, oh, uh, like Dragon Gohan Ball Z was the pinnacle. He was my favorite yeah. oh, character. I know, I know Vegeta, like, mellows out um, eventually, and he, like, succumbs to married life, but he still wants to fight. It, that's that's Goku's power, is his ability to change evil I'll say Goku does that, too, friends. exactly. Yeah, Piccolo is a part of the group now, like, uh, what, Tien? I, uh, did read, I did read the first, like, kind of, like, Boo. big arc. Where he had to fight Piccolo at the the the, the tournament, um, Piccolo, and yeah. like God I, Piccolo. I think that's the end of Dragon Ball, the original yeah. Dragon Ball. Yeah. Um. So I I'm familiar up to there, and I was just reading the manga for that. Uh, but I do want to watch the shows. I just know that there's one part that I really don't want to watch, but I'm gonna have to watch it, where he's just charging up a huge like thing for like oh, six the episodes. Bomb? Yeah, just like six. Just episodes. watch Dragon Ball Z die. Ah! That's well, all that's I know that he like does. Any anime is they're always trying to work that's true. through the especially some know, of the older filler. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z Kai yeah. is a lot like Full Metal Brotherhood or Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. They cut right. out all the filler. The good version. The good stuff. Well, I mean, I say the good version, but it's like it, Dragon Ball Z Kai cut out the episode where Piccolo gets his driver's license instead of flying. And so it's like, did they cut out? Like, there are, the see, good I, stuff? I can appreciate some of the gag fillers. Like, I, I have an issue with fillers in general, but if a filler is well done and you don't feel like it's too kind of like just to buy time, um, mm -hmm. then I'm usually okay with them. But then that was the issue with Naruto where it's purely just oh, yeah. by type because they didn't want uh, to wait for a little bit but before we get I into that <laughs> fucked up with naruto like i love i'm naruto, pretty sure there's so between filler. like 50 and 100 episodes of nothing but pure filler uh, and it's so upsetting like because naruto and shippuden like 50 to 100 each like it's just there's guides online that tell you not to watch 10 episodes <laughs> in a row it's i didn't know that so one dark you know basement in the summer i proceeded to watch all the Naruto because I knew there was like 50 episodes of Shippuden out for me at the time so I was rushing as fast as I can. I was not aware I could skip all that shit and the only redeeming factor that I got out of it was watching Hinata improve herself as a fighter in one of those filler arcs. One. 
Yeah. Yeah, the other issue with the Naruto fillers is that um, uh, they all, a lot of the characters will demonstrate new powers, newfound powers in those filler arcs, but then they'll never get to use it in the main storyline because they're not canon. Yeah. Um, so you'll just never see like this cool ability that the writers thought up, but then you, they can't put it in because it'll break continuity of the actual story. But anyways, before we <laughs> dissect the issues between manga and anime, um, what's, what else has been going on with your week, Glenn? Uh, just a lot of stuff with uh, casual request with our we started recorded a couple days ago for our first uh dnd session which will be coming out probably mid next week talked about uh, that you suddenly sounded quiet there for a second is there a reason for that i have no idea why i'm talking to the okay mic. yeah it's some reason um, like you, you rotated like half an inch and suddenly you lost like 30 percent volume that's like, just what's... also this microphone <laughs> I, yeah, need to get no, a, I need to get a cloud lifter for it. Really bad. Yeah, There's no the way to get clean gain on it. Okay, I'm trying to, like, Len, I'm not sure if you've listened to our podcast before, because right now you sound fantastic, but when it all comes together, for some reason, it's like uh, you'll suddenly become quiet in certain sections, and the only way I can fix it is compression. And you have such a beautiful voice. It, I, I, it breaks my heart every time I get to use compression on your voice. It, yeah. it might be the it might be the same thing with my mic. Is these are just how cardioid microphones work, and so like if you don't get the placement right, it's just fucky. Yeah, this one especially when it comes to this is like the industry standard for voice acting and voice recording and stuff like that. But it needs more clean gain. So the only way to work right now is I have to get I have to be compressed as hell on on ready to roll stuff as well because if I'm ever on this mic, I have to be right here speaking straightforward otherwise yeah it's very hard especially because we are yeah we are people and we are animate (laughs) and so like it even even for me if i were to sit here tyler like throughout this entire year if i were to just sit like this and never look at the mic like the camera or the screen you'd have consistent sound quality throughout but then you just see me look like this the entire time (laughs) trying to do he's trying to do on me i cannot move (laughs) i think i think yours because of the way it's set up i think pretty sure yours is also a cardioid but then it's got a wider um range like it's just got a wider kind of like pickup area which is why you're a lot more consistent than us I, like technology I'm is guy at the bar i'm picking up lines everywhere <laughs> yeah um okay yeah no, Glenn, just, i like, cut you like, off with that concern do you remember oh. what you were talking about oh we were talking about uh just everything going on um it's yeah because oh, i also yeah, i'm trying to keep myself ago. quiet because I'm, I'm making sure i'm watching my my level so i don't peak uh because i was peaking a little bit earlier, uh and so i'm watching that so uh, I don't oh, want to do that watching. to you. Well, Glenn, if you're going to be like that, then maybe you shouldn't just talk at all. Hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, the... That's my Roger voice. Yeah. No, but yeah, see, between CMQ recording for that, I'm excited to kind of sit down and record some fun stuff for the intro and outro on that and get that to you guys. Um, and then also uh, ready to roll stuff. We were supposed to record last night, but our DM got sick. And then the girls stream is F. tonight normally. But she, uh, the DM got called into work, and so like we actually, I had like a really busy weekend planned, and we were gonna have recorded three times for Ready to Roll. We're trying to get to season three on that one, uh, but it just oh, ended man. up being a nice, like, easy weekend. So Sarah's playing video games today, and I'm gonna play some WoW after this, and uh, then so, tomorrow I'm gonna work on the podcast. Question for nice. you, if I could please. Happily busy. Uh, the episode that came out this week, mm-hmm. uh, which if. You remember it's the episode where you fight a bunch of Jeffs. Yeah. Uh, how far long ago have you recorded that? Uh, sometimes what we'll do is we'll record two in a session and make it feel like it's haha. We, you know, we it's next week, you know, but we just like literally paused it for five her, minutes her, and then her, started her. it it's over. Been seven whole days. Yeah, it's been yeah. Like when we do the recap, I'm terrible at the recaps because I was I merged the episodes. 
So I'm always yeah. just like, yeah, we did this. And they're like, actually, that was two weeks ago. And I'm like, oh, right. And they're like, come on, that was only one week ago. And I'm like, dude, that was five. That's even worse. <laughs> but yeah, I think we okay. have up to a point where we have resolved that whole thing with the Jeff situation and gotten out. So one or two more episodes. Or Don't anything. spoil it for me. Jeez. I was oh, resolved it. I'm not gonna tell you. I'm not gonna tell you what happens <laughs> with that. I didn't tell you what happens. I just said the situations. Right, wrong. right. Of course, of course. Basically, it was throwing me off because I was listening to the podcast and they're talking about how excited you are for World of Warcraft Classic to come out. I'm like, the fuck? Like, that dates uh, it a little it, bit. Yeah, it, it really dated it. Just a little bit. Uh, I'm so excited that I got to meet multiple people from Ready to Roll through mm. World of Warcraft. Oh yeah. man, especially cello. Oh my gosh, I'm in love with the guy. Like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm married all that. I got to show the ring and all that. But he's such a cool person, both in character and as a person. And it was so excited to just at least hang out with him for a little bit. And uh, you, you too, Glenn. Glenn, of course. Yes. Right. right, 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 right. Of course. Except, no, I play, I, no, Ravon is a much simpler character. Together. He's like a cynical version of me. So, like, he's super easy to role play. <laughs> I understand that Wait, who, when it comes to. Who are you talking about? Ravon. Zach? Oh, Oh, him. Yeah. Yeah, that dickhead intellectual that I play in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Remember, I claimed dick at the beginning of the podcast. So. You're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's all that's going on with me. I think me and Tyler have gotten plenty of chance to give updates. What have you got? Um, it's, it's, it's actually been kind of slow with the amount of things going on. Um, the one thing I was thinking about, um, so things that have happened recently with uh, my family. So, you know, as, uh, as people may know, I was away for um, two weeks. I was in the UK. Uh, the primary purpose of that trip was to um, go out and see some family and my dad and my sister because my sister is going to start school in the UK and now she's in Edinburgh. Uh, where she's probably going to be there for the next five years at least. Um, and then I recently learned that my dad um, got a new job um, and he's moving from uh, my my home country, not my home country, but the country I grew up for 17 years, uh, the United Arab Emirates, where Abu Dhabi and Dubai are. He's moving from there to Germany. And so he called me this past week. He's like, is there anything you want to keep? And I'm like, um, what? Um, hey, maybe. He's like, well, I'm just getting rid of everything. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I got all my important shit with me anyways. I just told him to keep my skateboards because even though I'm never going to uh, ride again, I, they, they still hold like sentimental value. Um, yeah. And then my my mom's probably gonna be in Dubai for another year and a half, two years, and then probably go back to India for a bit. Uh, so so now we're all split. Um, I'm here all the way in the west coast of Vancouver. My sister's in Edinburgh in Scotland. My dad's gonna be in Nuremberg in Germany, and my mom's gonna be um, in India at some point. And so wow. now organizing family like vacations is going to be a pain because not only do i have to yeah balance, reunions would be fun jesus not only do i have to travel i have to like figure out how i'm going to split time between my uh, dad and my mom because they're divorced so it's it, it just adds a whole layer of complexity to everything and it's uh, it's great because everybody's kind of like finally like getting on with their lives because um you know um as as uh, I, I don't know how to phrase this specifically like as a parent it's not that your life comes to a standstill, but you I, I guess you get limited on the things that you can do. And now that, like, you know, your kids have, like, moved on, you finally have more time to yourself to figure out your things. Right. So, um, right. Like uh, the, the last child, the daughter has been kicked out of the nest. Yeah. And so what better way to show that you're now independent again by going to the same country that they went to on the other part of the world? Uh, 
so <laughs> so yeah it's um it's just uh, amazing to think about um and yeah like i'm not gonna like i'm taking full advantage of you know the fact that uh uh, at least for the next year, my dad's uh, funding me and I'm going to go back home this winter and I haven't been in about two years and it's probably going to be the last time I'll be able to do that on somebody else's bill <laughs> because getting a ticket back to Dubai right now would be about 1500 Canadian, 1600 Canadian at the very least. Uh, like around that trip. is how much US? Let's say about uh, 1200. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a little pricey. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not easy. Uh, so acknowledging taking full advantage of that privilege which is why i've been able to travel so much too before i start having to foot my own bill um and I mean, then let your dad know that you have family over in michigan right oh yeah no like uh, that's the great thing though honestly um there's so many places i want to go to in the states and it's it's so great that it's cheap uh cheaper than for me to travel to other parts like all i'd have to do is drive down to seattle and just take a flight out right now at this point is just purely uh schools you know school uh, scheduling around school and stuff so i have to pick and choose which places i go to and when and like which would have more um sense for me to make either a long distance journey or you know to put me out of uh, my own routine a little bit but uh beyond that pch on down just come down to good old la bro yeah bro i'm trying to, I mean, I'm trying to get down my with, fucking uh, friend to LA get time. i'm trying to get my fucking friend to get his us visa so i can do a road trip because i think that would be great but he doesn't want to because he's a lazy piece of shit and i've been telling him since 2014 so i'm just gonna leave it anymore i'm not gonna like bother him anymore bro, i'll just make new friends who want to go on a road trip why'd you leave me man um, i'm gonna get it sometime <laughs> Beyond that, I have been dealing with some shitty drivers this week. Specifically, one one example stands out. Um, oh, we got signals. examples. Let's do it. So okay. straight road, two signals, right? Approaching the first signal, um, signal? I have to go. Uh, Are you signaling traffic left light? Or right? No, sorry, traffic. Oh, okay. Light. Yeah. Okay, that's um, signal two. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Vernacular. I call uh, uh, signals indicators or turn signal. Okay. I, I'd say, yeah. Um, are Are you okay? Do you smell toast? No, like we call them indicators. <gasps> Uh, okay. You're indicating yeah. which direction you're gonna yeah, go. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, um, indicating, signaling, it's all synonymic. So I'm okay with anyways, this. Why are we stuck on this? Traffic lights, right? Two traffic indicate lights. Indicate you the keep road. going. I'm approaching the first traffic light. I go over a mm -hmm. speed bump. As soon as I come over the speed bump, uh, dude on on the right lane uh, cuts into my lane in, a, in, in the rain uh, on a wet road where we're doing about, I, I don't know how much we're doing, but it's a, close enough and fast enough where if I hadn't seen him do that, or if he did it even uh, just a tad bit slower, we would have hit. So obviously, mm. I honk, right? Yeah. And then... Hey, watch out. Yeah, the traffic light goes red. When it goes green, he takes off at like five miles an hour. Because I honked at him for being a fucking idiot. <laughs> Thanks for almost killing us. I'm gonna yeah. honk at you so you're more aware. Now you're and gonna be a dick to me. Him and I both had to turn left at the second traffic light. And he would just... He would just have to... He would just go at like five seven miles an hour um and i couldn't because because you know the moment if i if i go around him the moment i pull up level with him he's gonna speed up you just know that that's the kind of person he is and it's just not worth the risk in the rain of me just like fucking flooring it and going around so i just have to sit there seething in my rage as i follow him up turn left at this uh, traffic light go up into the parking complex see who the motherfucker is when i park and then just let it go as soon as i'm out of my car because it's not worth it negativity doesn't do anything for your hey, life sucks being jim the bigger carrey, person sometimes <laughs> yeah jim carrey said this in one of his comedy shows and i bring it up every time you talk about your uh, your road rage there's a reason why you keep a gun in your glove compartment you know thank god we're in canada um so 
we are a video game podcast. Also, I yeah. have road rage problems too. Just so you know. Yeah, no, we, 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 we can also can twinsies been, rage on that someday. You know, it's been long enough a minute. Yeah, this is a video game podcast. This is a video game it? podcast. Um, okay, they like us, I, so they wouldn't stick around. <laughs> I have to, I have to deal with my landlord. He said it's an emergency. Um, so we're gonna use this opportunity to talk about WoW Classic, which I do nothing about. So Tyler, Glenn. Tell us about WoW. Oh, I haven't touched WoW this week, so no, I'm just kidding. Anyways, uh, so Nick, I do have a couple of questions I'm going to pose at you right now. Uh, very, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, you're not being real, are you? <laughs> uh, shit. You know what? Since we're uh, pausing for time, uh, I'm going to say fuck the host and continue talking about the in real life segment because you and I needed to talk about computers. Uh-huh. You see, I'm trying to get a computer I inherited from my grandma to get set up and because uh, it's been a real piece of shit, but it sounds like you have the uh, the worst shorter stick of the deal. I think so. I don't know yet. It's, I mean, it's about as extensive as you guys see because it only ever happens like right before I'm about to record for CMQ. So I don't, it's just, it's so random when it decides to act up and there seems to be no reason. And yeah. it, nothing I do helps it. It just like works itself out. And I'm like, so why am I here? Great. I've had right. so many similar situations happen with uh, like audio uh, and microphone drivers. Like uh, I'll hop in ready to do the thing. And also it's like, they can't hear me. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is going on? I can't tell if you're fucking with me or not. I am. Me I'm messing okay. With you. you are totally fine. Why would you fuck? I told you I'm gullible. <laughs> so oh I'm god, not. it's really happening. It's my right nightmare realize. I accept this. You, you do it at me, I'll, I'll just roll with it. Oh, uh, jeez. And so, yeah, it's so weird how making a podcast, so much can go right, and it's so great when everything's perfect, but there's like that hundred different variables that can just trigger any given moment for each of us and yeah. all it takes is you know one or two of those to suddenly trigger at the wrong time and hell you're ready to say fuck the podcast i, I can't do this this you know this computer's trying to kill me yeah well i just didn't want to be the reason why you guys had to delay starting you know like everybody has no, no, you know plans and stuff like that i didn't want to like if i'm going to sit there and struggle with it for two hours i'm not going to make you guys my plans long. is psvr porn take two and zelda so it's like i mean honestly i I'm, all I keep thinking about is D and D because I got fucking D and D in the brand. I like I want to play so much D and D right now. Oh, that's good. And dragons. It's good, except I gotta wait until tomorrow to either kill a group, which I feel terrible over, or Thursday to where I fight off some uh, vine swinging motherfuckers and all. Excuse me and all that. Anyways, uh, on the ropes on ropes. Think of Robin's merry band of thieves. That's the visual I was going for. Oh, so we're fighting the Woo Robin Hood. Well, they made clan. the Woo Robin Why do they have to be the Woo clan? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Everything, it's like the Woo Tarzan clan. It's the okay, Woo Robin Hood clan. Okay, just make sure we're on clan. the same page here. Have you heard of the Wu-Tang clan? Yes, I absolutely have heard of the Wu-Tang clan. Okay, I wasn't sure. Uh, I'm sorry, you were born in the 60s, sir. I was not. I was born Oh, I'm sorry. You were born in the wrong decade then. What? I had a lip ring. Okay. I have tattoos. I would have been a super bad boy in the 60s. Oh, yeah. Mm. All the mothers would have closed their shutters on you. So you he has a play beard. <laughs> That's forbidden. He's not an army man like my son. No. Uh, you've been playing World of Warcraft Classic. Uh, what level have you gotten your uh, character to? I'm a level 41 arms warrior now. Nice, uh, nice. I think I'm due right around six days of gameplay already. Nice. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's it's 
it's really really fun um i found it's part of it is that i needed to install some mods to make the game a little more enjoyable i'm Hell used to yeah. more modern games so i have I, I think the other one that's active right now is questy but that's all they needed to make it a lot I mean, that's easier. nice the uh the classic looking for group if uh you don't have guilds with you is nice i have a damage uh reading chart so i can tell if i'm doing okay with the group or if i need to uh step it up senpai mm -hmm. which you know, it's nice to see numbers, especially when you're at the top of those numbers. Right, absolutely. Uh, right now, I slow down a lot in World of Warcraft Classic because uh, I hit level 30, which means I can effectively do the uh, Scarlet Monastery Graveyard Monastery. up until I yeah. get 35. Problem is, though, most of the other wings are level 35 based. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that means it's mostly graveyard. And the time that I'm playing, you know, the early in the morning or early afternoon, uh, early in the afternoon, is like prime time for finding a dungeon group but then my wife comes home and then she looks at me and i look at her and i go okay i'll get off and uh you know between 3 and 6 a.m eastern standard isn't exactly the prime spot to find a group yeah and glenn i'm sure you understand this trend as an alliance member trying to get to the scarlet monastery <sighs> is a daunting ass task the worst part the about scarlet monastery is getting to scarlet monastery <laughs> like the concept that I had somebody explain to me that the best way to get to there is to take off all my armor and run naked through an area that has enemies twice my level obliterating me, dying, going back, doing a corpse run, doing it again, and just dying my way all the way to the area. And then, you know, ignore the fact that it's just swarming with horde because it's the undead starting zone. Which doesn't right. help the case. Sounds yeah. like and you picked then, the wrong you know, side. Uh, for this particular area, 100%. Yeah. Because, like, this dungeon has four different portals of four different wings. It's super horde based. You know, yeah. th there's a bunch of hordes in there. So the only place you can sit at in comfort is hiding by yourself in one of these dungeons that's instanced away from the horde. Right. So, yeah, it, you have it, to get through a level 50 questing area, go past the undead capital city, and then you get camped by horde that murder you as you try to enter each instance. Right. Yeah. Right. It's a pain um, in the ass. So I don't know if I mentioned this last week. Um, I might have, but uh, it, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not a WoW player. But then what I did enjoy watching was people do like the raids. Uh, so Magmacore mm -hmm. was the one I was watching. Um, one of uh, the streamers I watch all the time play, and then he got for the people who are interested. Uh, he means molten core. Molten core. Back sorry. To the entertaining yeah. segment. Thank you. Thank you for uh, correcting me, man. <laughs> correcting me. Um, and then, so he got, uh, the streamer that I was watching, he plays an Enhanced Shaman. Um, Enhancement Shaman, yep. Yeah, so it wasn't the best for the for, for that raid, uh, I've learned. Um, but then he did get the, um, what was it called? The Eye of Sulfurus to drop. Nice, um, holy yeah, shit. So he's working on uh, getting all his Sulfurum Glenn uh, is excited, but he's confused because he doesn't know what he should be excited for. The Eye of Sulfurus got like a point one is, drop uh, rate or something. 0.3%. Yes, it is a legendary item. Because like, that's the that item orc? that's the building block I mean, to get you the hand of rag. Uh Glenn, you <laughs> you've seen green, you seen green, you seen yes. blue, you seen purple occasionally maybe. I've seen maybe. one purple in the want to want to sell in the trade chat one. There's one step above that that very very we're talking about like between 5% of all players in the entire world will ever get and it's called a legendary level item and that item one of them dropped from this raid huh. and basically you take a very high level two-handed mace you combine it with this legendary item and it turns it into a two-handed legendary weapon it's called the hand of sophiris i believe it's called and i'm working i'm on... sorry sophiris hand of ragnaros uh, the i'm pretty sure it's a sophiris hammer 
that you have to take to like combine yeah them. like a sulfur yeah. on hammers and like sulfur that, on, which yeah it's yeah. a real bitch just to get that fucking yeah. hammer so <laughs> right now he's trying to get uh, world's first hand of rag in wild WoW classic because he's pretty sure glenn nobody... is getting horny for a legendary stuff suddenly he's trying to figure out if he can ba get basically i've been told that it's one of those weapons i'm just trying to get a if, horse man if you're alliance and if you see if you're anything and if you see anybody running at you with a hand of rag you run or you just give up yeah you damn right you run <laughs> I don't you see a glowing thing. orange hammer. Yeah, you bet your ass. Here's the my same thing. rate that he got the crown of sorrows, I think it's called, and uh, the eye of Sulfurus to drop. Uh, so he's had some, uh, for lack of a better term, streamer loot. Yeah, Here's I bet. My thing. <laughs> yes. I'm in a PvP server, and I found out that I don't like PvP. Um, you want to switch servers? I like playing with friends, but apparently you can't transfer your plate, your character off of a server. So there's nothing I can do about it. And I've put six days of time into this character. And you say like, oh, if they come at you with this item, you just give up. Well, like my thing is almost every single time I get killed by somebody while I'm questing or something, or even if I'm in a party and they decide to or gank slash us or whatever, dance. we are, we are killing we're killing ads and we're all at below half health and they are all skulls to us which means that they're all 10 levels higher right so i don't even backslash dance or laugh or cry i backslash tap because I, if i didn't I mean you i meant them they backslash dance oh like, no i backslash hey, tap because die. it's taking Come them on. so long to kill me even though they're 10 levels higher that i have time to type backslash tap so like th that's my biggest problem with the game right now is that there is no penalty for just murdering greys. What's the point, I mean, dude? I, I don't want to be that guy. Honestly, I really don't. But, but it is PvP. Th yeah, that, you I'm know? waiting for the words. Get good. Fucking no, say not get it, good. Like I will cut you. You can't get good. That's frustrating. I would be frustrated too, but then that's yeah. the whole point of a PvP server. So like, yeah. I understand the frustration. And yeah. But then, you know, I, I, I don't know. They had like, a solution for it, though. It's called Battlegrounds. Yeah. Or, you know... Which is, or I'm like pretty sure that's going to come out soon enough. Yeah. Or, or pen, like, in, enact the honor system and have them get penalized when they kill players that are that low. They won't it kill us anymore. I can still quest because them. Because even on a PvP server, there are certain, uh, like, factions, or if you are in, let's say we're Alliance, if you are in a Alliance-owned territory, such as Duskwood or Westfall, they can't attack you unless you initiate it with them. Right, or if because, you have PvP uh, enacted, you can say true. PvP down, yeah. And so it, it stops people, you know, level 60 horde from coming in and killing all the uh, level 1 players. But the moment you try to go into, like, a level 30 area, I, I'm pretty sure every single fucking one, uh, any area that's, like, level 30 or plus is called a contested area, which mm -hmm. means both people will quest there, and they are there to fuck you up. That well, is why I don't go... Why I was going to say, I experienced something in Duskwood where they, uh, like, like 30 level 60 horde guys just came into Duskwood and murdered everybody, including all of the NPCs, and they just stayed there for, like, two hours, killing everybody they saw, because there was nothing to stop that. Like, that's... I'm sorry, I understand. It's like, I understand that it's a PvP game, I understand. Oh, no, that's but asshole that's, behavior regardless. That's, yeah, yeah. Exactly, like, it's it's one of those things that, like, the guys at WoW, they, Blizzard, they gotta go, this is making the game unenjoyable for a large portion of our people. Like, like there's said, gotta be like, to say, going in on one raid, like, aha, we killed everybody, yeah. we're gonna move on to the next area, like, okay, cool, yeah, then we leave. you know? Like, yeah. it's not, but then, like, just camping corpses and just not making the game playable to anybody, I don't think that's cool, yeah. So, yeah. that's, I think, the, the, the balance to my argument. Like, sure, yeah. it's a PvP 
VP server, so you should be okay with shit like that happening. But if they're yeah. just gonna troll you and just fucking yeah. sit on your corpse and not let you actually play the game, nah, they can get fucked. Yeah. No, they, when they kill me and I die and then I come back to my body and, you know, shadow meld or whatever yeah. and then respawn and they just happen to kill me on their way to a quest, great. I don't care. It doesn't actually mess up your armor. Your durability doesn't go down for PvP deaths. So it doesn't bother me if they're not camping. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I feel that. It sucks because uh, in the current retail version of WoW, you can transfer a service or a character over for 25 bucks, which, you know, stinks. You know, it's tw that's $25 for one character. But still, if you play one character and you dedicate your life and you realize that this one server just has it out for you, $25 is an easy fix for a fresh start. It is. Or yeah. they... I mean, Blizzard also said in the beginning of this, uh, if there's certain servers that get overpopulated and you're just, you know, sitting there for two hours trying to get in, which, you know, happened in the very beginning, they would give us the chance to, for free, move to a lower populated server. I don't even know what that fucking happened. But yeah, as Glenn said, it's currently impossible to transfer to different servers. I went in with a grain of salt because I've never played of a PvP server on WoW before because I... I don't like fighting with the horde. I, I like I like the lore behind it. Let the NPCs duke it out. I want to just you know get my levels and do my raids and we whatnot. Just want to play the game. We'll have yeah. yeah. If but, you want to fight horde, you go to battlegrounds. You know, like that's exactly how I feel about it too. I just did it. The guys that got me into it were like, "This is the server we're on," and I was like, "Okay." Uh, we made a mistake. Uh oh. <laughs> Let us cut our losses, Glenn. Let us delete our characters. Hold them <laughs> no. together. No, can't do it. Can't do it. I'm. I'm oh. less than 10 gold away from my fucking mount tiger, and I will not be denied my mount. I'm so okay. close. Uh, how about a different idea then? Okay. You and I have talked about it uh, once this happens, so it's going to have to happen sooner or later. We're going to eventually make our characters together, the ones that, you know, we're going to play together in our off time. Yeah. Let's make it on a different server. Okay. How about that? Do yeah. it on a PvP. PV we can do whatever. PvE? PvE. Yes. PvE, for the love of God. We just talked <laughs> about this. <laughs> How about PVE uh, RP? Oh man, I don't know. That feels I like I swing it's my my musky night elf arms with a sword <laughs> and it plunges. I would just deep. I would be a Kyle the whole time. I would just be like, you guys are idiots. Uh, 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 uh. Hey, what's up, dude? I don't know. I'm a DM and like a huge D and D nerd, and I don't know if I could just keep it, keep the the character. I'm just kidding. I would on. never do that. Have okay, you good. Heard of, uh, oh. Oh, I'm God. just here to I'm slay cobalt and fuck pussy, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all out of cobalt. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, shit. I'm trying to remember. There's there's a term where it's like there's sexual role play I've seen before in WoW, and it scared me in so much. In WoW? Oh, yeah. Yeah! Oh, yeah. How do you sexual I'm, role play in WoW? There's not even a way to like touch other characters. Oh, uh, I mean, you, you just gotta it's, look. It's uh, just you just need a hyperactive imagination, and you just need to I have sit that. on your. You just need to sit <laughs> yeah, on your you hand do. long enough where it goes numb. Oh, That's man. all you gotta do. <laughs> Make it into a stranger, uh, stranger things. Uh, so Glenn, did you know that if you type forward slash me, and then you could type out a full sentence, you could. You know how it people it colors know, it. Like this character laughs. Period. Uh, this mm -hmm. person, you know, tells a joke. You can like do third that. Third person narration. Say, this person ooh woos at your bulging uh, plate mail and <laughs> reaches forward. You can customize your forward slash uh, emotes. Oh, 
Yeah. And welcome. so you can imagine 2005 virgins hiding under the bridge in Lakeshire. 2005 <laughs> virgins? That's a lot of virgins, Tyler. Where'd you find them? <laughs> I was say that. I, that's what people were telling me is that is that the the RP service in Goldshire gets super weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, if you thought would... if you thought GTA RP was popular, like I've been told and I've read a few accounts of how rampant wow um rp used to be so i think that was really uh. the start of like um or at least the the standardization or normalization of like rp and video games i'd like to think um because you know wow came out so so long ago so it's the first really big mmorpg yeah can i say a ridiculous and outrageous statement i thought world of warcraft was actually gonna get me to lose my virginity <laughs> and, I, and nick is like okay here's, uh, the, here's like, the thing no way my cousin met her husband on Lotro, on an RP server on Lotro. I mean, I, I had like a non-zero percent chance of this happening, like in my favor. Uh, I'm going to tell you a quick story. So and back when I first started playing World of Warcraft, I met a lady. This is not the person in question. This lady was, you know, super friendly. She was a older, like by five years. I was in college and then I met her husband. You know, good time. Uh, and then, you know, and it was actually the husband friends. that seduced him. Plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, uh, I'm in. Well, technically, he's in. Uh, hey so, anyways, hey uh, they're talking about. Uh, I start talking with them over the course of months. Uh, that we, we talk about in real life stuff all the time. I'm in college. Turns out they lived in Michigan. Huh. And they're like, yeah, before we move out of the state, me and a bunch of the friends, aka other guildies I've talked to, are going to go to this location. I am five minutes of a walk from to a dance club with alcohol 20 year old me is like yeah. no shit and you're like yeah by the way these two ladies are single i'm like go on like you know 20 year old me who's like <laughs> uh, cute puffy uh cleanly shaven cheeks like i uh, got my little twirly hat <laughs> with the the propeller on top and it's like oh boy <laughs> and Giant i just make lollipop <laughs> And so meeting these people, uh, you know, from World of Warcraft and just like the chances of them living not only near me, but they, you know, I was going to have my once in the chance going to a, a strip club or not strip club, a dance club to meet these people who are going to get intoxicated. I can, of course, because I'm underage and we're going to dance. You know, it's uh, a last hurrah. Things could get kind of weird. And so, yeah, that they, I was like, wow, I think tonight's my night. And I kind of like look at, up at, uh, you know, this this picture of probably like Link from Legend of Zelda and it says, I'm going to be a hero today. You know, I'm just, Bless me, senpai. I, I brush my jimmies back so they remain unstirred. And uh, yeah, bless me, senpai. And I, I show up at the dance club like an hour and a half early before they even open. Oh, man. That was, <laughs> a little eager. I realized I couldn't. Eager, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah you wanted yeah, that. Oof, I almost came way too, I came way too early. Anyways, that's what uh, she said. Yep. Well, no, that's what I said. Anyways, I went to the next door uh, Burger King. Uh, I didn't want to get anything too crazy, uh, so I got myself a milkshake, a giant milkshake. I'm lactose intolerant. So, continuing on the story, I, uh, <laughs> hour and a half later, get into the dance club, meet all these people. There's two ladies. One I'm particularly fond of, and the other one is uh, kind of seeing someone, so I didn't, you know, I didn't want to disrespect that. But, you know, the mood was right. There's a dance floor. Uh, the husband that was there, the only other voice of reason beyond, you know, horn dog college student, a.k.a. me, uh, gets so drunk he passes out on the table, leaving three intoxicated ladies... <laughs> 
And me, the guy who has a dyed black afro hair, start doing dance moves with them. And so one... I, I discovered the joys of grinding that night, which, you know, just, you know, excited, uh, naive me. That was a great one. And uh, yes, this all ties back to World of Warcraft. Anyways, uh, <laughs> An of the guild. A, a Chad walks up. Oh, no. A Chad walks up and goes up to this girl who's seeing somebody right now. This girl is less than five feet tall. Like, she, she is a very, very petite lady. And so this Chad, you know, goes up and starts dancing with her. And she's in talks, she's into it. And all of a sudden, he's starting to put her hands all over in ways that she clearly, in a sober state, would not appreciate. But she's, like, too drunk to care at this point. Uh, they look at me, and I'm like, guys, I've not never gotten into a fight in my life here. And she, one of them looks at me and says, you're the tank. Get aggro. And I'm oh. like... <laughs> And so I Mother, fucking Mother, if I never up. return, I need you to know that I did my I died best. Horribly. I died horribly. I kept my, I did my job as a tank. <laughs> so what I do is I, I scoop up this, you know, person who is older than me, but is like two feet shorter than me. I put her on a race platform and I do like the most bullshit trying to keep up this performance voice I could possibly think of. And I point out with two fingers, like the jab going, you leave my sister the fuck alone or I'm going to fuck your ass up. And I say it exact words. That sounds very questionable, but you know, whatever. And he loses his shit and he's like, yo, bro, you want to fight? And you know, all that stuff. He's super drunk as shit. Bouncers come as soon as they hear the fight. And you know, he's getting ready to throw fist. I am ready to piss my pants my stomach starts gurgling the wrong way because lactose intolerance starts to kick in oh, and no. so they're pulling away they throw him out i look uh these three ladies are very impressed with me and i run straight to the bathroom and shit my guts out because that milkshake just destroyed me with that amount of stress <laughs> but i tanked the most important boss that day Good. and i held agar long enough for the dps to take him out and so yeah i'm gonna i like tank <laughs> Tyler, life I, just wanted, well, everyone. I just wanted to say, uh, you you are truly the people's hero. Yeah, yeah. You fought the yeah. chat, man. Yeah, did you, Graham? Anybody who's uh, willing to stand up, to chat. Nick in the chat is asking yeah, about man. the club story from CMU. Yes, that is. Thank you. Yeah. I didn't want to point out the uh, the location because you know yeah. Nick's yeah. Uh, saying I talk. And yes, I do fabricate. And it was uh, and, and it was a there, it was, that that's a point of storytelling. It was a good um, it was a good uh, recap for that story because it's the first time Glenn's heard it. Yeah. Yeah. True, true, yeah. true. Um, I've, so, I've, yeah, World of Warcraft. Right. Let's move away from World of Warcraft. Three-hour podcast. Let's I'm, fucking do I'm, this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about. Can my I say game one last first. thing about World of Warcraft? Of course. I'm just really close to getting my mount, and I'm super stoked about it. Nice. That's yeah, you said you were ten gold away. That's right. Ah, oh, so good. Ninety yeah. gold. Holy shit. 10 do you gold. have professions? No, oh. he, he's at ninety gold. It's oh, okay. Gold, so nice. No, no, no. I need ninety because I have. I'm, I'm honored. In Darnassus, so it only costs. Oh, so you're 80 gold. You you were 82 or 83, yeah. So less than 10. Super close. So close. <laughs> um, so That's yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the one new game I played this week. Um, mm. Tyler, you managed you, you managed to stop by for a little bit. What are you? What, yes. What, what were your thoughts about the game? Just very like vague. I'm. Mean, let's first name the the uh, name the title of the game. I wanted to do the whole mysterious thing, then I was going to talk about, it, but okay, sure. Um, oh, okay, no, sure. no, I'm going to do it now. It's I, called the I, Untitled Goose Game. Um, oh, I was going to say. That feels pretty generic. I sip my drink, ready to give an intro, but then I, I, the door opens with smoke filling the bar tavern. In walks in a mysterious figure in a cloak with ah. a top hat <laughs> and a beak. <laughs> this is the Untitled Goose Game. Um. So yeah, I played the Untitled. Uh, 
Untitled Goose Somebody's Game. Somebody's discovering powers they didn't know they had, a la Dragon Ball Z in our chat right now. Um, uh. So the Untitled Goose Game came out a little while ago. Um, I bought it on yes. the Epic's lo Epic's Epic Launcher. I don't know if it's Epic exclusive right now, uh, but it's also on the Switch. It is $15. Um, and basically the game is you play as a goose, uh, and your aim is to terrorize... The, the little town you're in um and it's a stealth game kind of stealth like adventure game where you're supposed to like do things in like quiet action you're supposed to steal things you can make people trip you can break things you're just supposed to cause as much mayhem as you can and it <laughs> you're just game with the it honestly um tyler where i stopped last night um i was about i think 80 to 90 percent done with the game already but for 15 dollars, yeah. i've had so much fun it's only a couple of hours long but then after that it goes into like time challenges where they make the same things uh that, that you do you play the game again but it's like new game plus so there's a lot more like things to on the to-do list because you get a to-do list for each area and then there's also beyond that there's another like super time challenge or something um i didn't look at i just looked at the breakdown of the game and not on how to sell the puzzles because that's cheating and I had fun solving the puzzles and Chad actually was actually really helpful with uh, solving the, some of the puzzles um, but yeah you, you one of one of the things I'm only going to talk about this because I don't want to give away too much for the game if anybody wants to pick it up but basically you have to <coughs> in one of the areas there's a boy um, who's just running walking a boy playing with his uh, airplane like toy airplane um, is that what they call it nowadays so you can, while he's playing with the airplane, if you're quiet enough, you can sneak up, untie his shoelaces, honk at him because he gets scared of you, and as he's running away, he'll trip and fall. And then you can steal his airplane, you can steal his glasses, uh, and then you can just terrorize that poor <laughs> child. <laughs> it is so much fun. I I do have an opening question for this. Yes. I do that in real is, life. <laughs> is, um, un is Untitled Goose Game what Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zero should have been? Given that I've not played any of the Metal Gear Solid uh, series, yes. Ground Zero is a, uh, I think a $20-$25 game that had a playtime of 45 minutes as a stealth mission and oh, people was are it very the one that you started that it, like uh, at like a base in the rain at night yes yeah. oh I, I think I, I got that free with my Xbox yeah it, it was a horribly short game that you know was supposed to show how uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 was going to be like but people didn't expect it to be that it, it was leading to Phantom Pain correct uh yes okay it's yeah. tied directly to the Phantom Pain and so I I imagine just hearing Goose, you need to get that child's glasses before you know Honk. I'm on the case <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, That's honestly, um, if if you can, if you can pick this frog, game up, I truly recommend it. It's a it's a ton of fun. Uh, you you're just a goose just trying to terrorize the town. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, um, because it's right now. I just that, say that sentence again. <laughs> it's it's uh, I'm in a place where like there's three games that are that have come out or are coming out that I want to play, and I can really only afford two of them. So there's Gears Five, there's uh, Link's Awakening, ooh, and uh, there's Shadowkeep. Um, and you, you know I'm getting Shadowkeep because that's Destiny 2. That's the next DLC and that's October 1st. Um, and so now it's between Gears 5 or uh, Link's Awakening and I still haven't decided there. So I'm like, while I'm deciding on that, let's pick up this game that's $15. Also on the Epic Store, you can pick up the entire, there's six free uh, Batman games you can pick up. Batman you can get game, up the yeah. entire Arkham series if you want it for free entirely, uh, along with three nice. others. So um, make sure you guys get on that. Um, yeah, even if you just add it to your library and don't yeah, download it Yeah, right that's what now. I've done. That's I've got Celeste it. on my library. I've got Slime Rancher, uh, picked up Moonlighter. Um, I untitled Goose Game, but that wasn't for free. But yeah, no, uh, Epic Store. <laughs> fuck your, fuck your whole bullshit thing about having more launchers. These are free games, and a lot of these are good, like, good quality games. Just yeah. fucking 
just and a lot of like indie indie developers and stuff like yeah that just too. fuck like yeah and and the developers get more money and you know what it's good for everybody just fucking shove that pride away and just do it so that's the untitled goose game tyler yes yeah you've been playing a game hell yeah uh um, it's trash <laughs> oh yeah i've been playing a little game called minecraft tech it of course, uh, of course he did that <laughs> of course i did that okay okay, okay. Let me okay, put give the us, final okay, give nail. us a progress uh, report on your factory. Yeah. I mean, if you want to look at uh, the general chat of the Casual Master Quest Discord, I uh, posted pictures in very, very uh, glorious detail. Yes, I, I did see the uh, update, so give us a little bit of a... Uh, for the listeners keeping up with the Minecraft uh, factory that you're running, what, what are some of the changes since last time? So, we talked about before about how I was working on a second high-voltage solar array, which is the single block where the first one can take up to 120 hours to get. Right. Uh, thanks to the power of the UU matter I was talking about, the item that you can turn into anything, essentially. Uh, and now it's, it's kind of like exponentially decreasing the amount of time between each time I get a HV solar ray as Glenn's eyes cross looking at these pictures. Uh, it's becoming quicker and quicker to make these, but it's hitting the point to where I have to look at myself and say, what's the point of this? But I you know, I have little pet projects I've been working on here and there. I moved my Tesla tower to cover the town and all that stuff. I've uh, finished up my fourth high voltage solar array, which is not only more than enough to power my stuff without me like interacting with it. So if I just left the server up, one day I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna make 20 of these suckers like in two months. Right. If I tell my wife to leave it, running but i honestly don't think i am because it's kind of like uh making a utopia with one person in it and so it's like that look I mean, at all this wealth i have yes and no one to share it with why did i move the tesla tower to protect There's a houses panda house forever yeah the, that is my wife's house i love it. Hmm. all the other stuff and i don't understand no it's okay uh like anybody who has not played the tech it mod or the tech at light mod of uh, Minecraft. I mean, you, you see grass and trees and you recognize that, but everything else is like black magic at this point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've done everything I could want to do. The last possible thing I could think of that I'd want to do is create that factory that Glenn suggested last time that would just be self-automated. But at that point, it's like, it turns it from needing one person to do something on the server to zero. And at that point, it's just, it's just a machine. It's, it's a concept that I can go on and monitor the progress of, but it's a Minecraft tapper game. And it's like, I don't want that. I don't want it. I don't want it. So Minecraft kind of died out for me. I don't really want to hop on to the next mod thing that, you know, Brandon and, and Amanda are going on, you know, the next flavor of the month thing, because it's like, I felt like I kind of got left in the dust. I'm a little bitter, but such as such as the thing with games, um, because everybody I know now is like all the games I usually play up. Uh, People I usually play with are all playing WoW, so I'm kind of like, well, you know, I guess I'll find some other games for the moment. The nice thing about Minecraft, though, is thanks to the different amount of mods and whatnot in the world, a fresh start isn't as nearly daunting, especially if you have two friends who are waiting to play Minecraft that you might have helped, you know, get Minecraft. Uh, so, anyways, I guess. So, we're going to do the casual Minecraft quest soon? Uh, sure, but before that, I want you to tell us about another game you've been playing. Okay, if we're gonna get into it. So I've been playing a not-so-little game called The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening HD for the Nintendo Switch, or Switch Lite, because that also came out this week. Ah, it's good to see Zelda is trying to save the princess again. That's good. Uh, ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh. Zelda with her with with his it, awesome sword. And that's shield. bullshit on two different fronts because a fuck you and b there's <laughs> no princess in this game to save. 
I know, I know. Okay. Wait, so, is that a triggering thing for you to hear? Yeah, because it's it's Link, not Zelda. I so. love how Glenn says oh, that. Oh, I know with the it's straightest... Link, but like I feel like he is rescuing a princess. Not in not in uh, Link's not... Awakening. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I think he's like on his way to rescue like uh, Princess Zelda number two or some shit, but on his way to a second Hyrule. I, I really don't understand this. Like, maybe he was just going across a lake or something. But no, it's an ocean. He gets uh, hit by lightning. He gets stranded on an island and he realizes that he can't leave the island to go continue his quest to help Zelda until he wakes up a uh, a giant deity that's trapped in the egg on top of the mountain of this island, Kokolint, uh, or Koholint Island, known as the Windfish. And so he needs to go to different dungeons and uh, collect instruments to wake up the Windfish. And there is in fact no princess zelda in this game no not in this one um so correct me Actually, if i'm wrong tyler but you've probably played this game before uh twice yes yes so uh nick in the chat is uh saying not the great zatfish which is a titular character in splatoon no shut the fuck up nick in the chat <laughs> not you nick you're doing great Thank anyways you. uh so Yes, I played Link's Awakening when it originally came out for the Game Boy, and then Link's Awakening DX when it came out for the Game Boy Color. I, I played most of my time with Link's Awakening DX, which essentially just introduced color. Right. Because, uh, you know, ye old times, it was just gray, but, you know, now you can see Link in green. And this is, I believe, the third Zelda game to get produced, if we're ignoring any other possible, like, uh, side games that were not made by... Uh, Nintendo. Uh, so this is the game that came out before Link to the Past. So this was the one that started to test out the uh, the more features that we know nowadays, such as uh, new items, dungeon layout, the exploration style, and whatnot. Because it felt like after the first one, you know, they did okay, but it felt kind of weird. They, you know, it's like, hey, uh, should we make the players bomb every wall in the whole fucking map to try to find a dungeon? No. Okay, let's make it a side scroller. Whoops, we fucked up. Uh, so they eventually found like a good prototype that is now, you know, to link to the past that we all know and love, but it's still a okay game on by itself. Sorry, I was reminiscing right there. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so, uh, sorry, don't say in the chat's asking if it was after Link to the Past. No, uh, I'm yeah, pretty sure uh, it was. It was Legend of Zelda, The Adventure of Link, A Link to the Past, and then Link's Awakening. Really? Yeah. It came out after A Link to the Past? Yes. Uh, Link to the that Past was 91, so Link's Awakening is 93. Let me completely turn on this game to say how shit it is then, because it doesn't make sense why they would downgrade so much shit. It didn't. It's uh, been reskinned for 2019, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of solid improvements. Uh... Okay, so so what's, like, how, how do you feel about, like, the art style and how's, like, how's the gameplay bit? So, have you guys seen the trailer for uh, this uh, new release of the game? Yeah. Uh, it, oh, man, this is still throwing me off so much because I know uh, Link to the Past came out in 1991 in November, I believe. And this game apparently came out in 1993. Wow. Uh, that brings up a lot of questions. Dose, I was wrong. I apologize. I guess we and, need to do uh, the, uh, the <laughs> what do you call it? I can't remember what it was called. Uh, the, the Nick Switch Initiative? Tyler the Tyler the um, Zelda, Zelda initiative. <laughs> in order for me to be able to play Link's Awakening for the Switch again I must no, first answer no correctly. we're gonna make it worse in order for you to play Breath of the Wild 2 we're gonna do an in-depth quiz about each and every Zelda game ever made and if you get even one answer wrong you will never be allowed to play Breath of the Wild 2 that's where you say uh what is the uh how many rupees can one get within an hour and it's like some ballpark <laughs> answer and I get like five rupees off or some shit uh uh, damn, damn, damn you, Nick. Uh, Nick, uh, 
in this hypothetical situation, are we talking about every single Zelda game created or a Nintendo licensed Zelda? No, every single one. So you're saying that I should be knowledgeable about the fan-made games and the CDR Philip games as well? If anything about if any if any indication to whether that should be a yes or no, I would leave it up to the shield of the Hyrule shield on your wall. Okay, excuse me then. Fuck you. Uh so anyways. <laughs> The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening HD. It's amazing because you, you set the bar high enough that I could reach it, but it's going to be hard. But then you just kind of like took the bar off the wall, looked at me dead in the eyes, and then spear tossed it at the heavens to get trapped on Zeus's tree and say, reach up to that difficulty. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you. I would never do that to you, Tom. Fuck well, I mean, I like the idea of being challenged on my Zelda trivia. I was kind of excited, but then you ruined it. So anyways, Link's Awakening HD, the art style on it looks weird as shit. Uh, you get kind of excited at first because uh, back in the day, it was like a, a sprite but cartoon style opening intro that in the HD version, they made into an anime intro. So it's like, okay, okay. But then everybody who's seen the trailer has already seen that the art style is pretty uh, simplified, if you will. Uh, they made the characters look like characters from uh, Mother, essentially. Like, uh, yeah, like no actual eyes. Uh, like, Mother, if it wasn't a Super Smash Brothers game, because this is a 3D game and that is, you know, all sprite-based. My point is, it, the world itself feels like a Pikmin world. Uh, it was so... It looks like so uh, one, of those, one of those, what is it called that, um, I think it's uh, primarily a North American thing, um, that, that kids would do in school, like a diorama? Diorama? Oh, I was gonna say claymation, but yeah. Oh, claymation too. Like, too. It, like, kind of like that kind of style, um, and uh, it's like top down. Uh, it's 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 interesting. I I think I mentioned this before. I think it's a good way of getting um, a younger generation into the into the Zelda games, uh, reintroducing them uh, to some of the older series with this remake, and then you know push forward some of the newer ones and ones that are going to come out. And it, like, it's such a cute and friendly game. It felt inviting. Problem is though, it is in fact a game that is over 25 years old. It's, they didn't update the dungeons or anything. They only updated the graphics and stuff for it. Uh, they, they've given some, you know, easier things. There's an autosave feature, for example, which is, you know, pretty nice. There's also, uh, the item select, uh, feature, which was bad back in the day nick i'm not gonna lie because you had two buttons on the game boy color right and the game boy and you would have to decide what you had on those two buttons it could be a sword and shield it could be the rock's feather it could be the bracelet of pickup items so anytime you wanted to go from battling something and keep yourself protected and you needed to jump over a pit something you would have to pause select the item go back and all that stuff it was very frustrating there's times where i just said I'm not going to use my shield anymore because I'd rather just continuously be able to pick up boulders or bottles to throw out enemies than, you know, try to block shit. Right. And they, they did fix that by actually, they're like, hey, uh, Nintendo Switch has buttons, uh, shoulder buttons, uh, you know, two other face buttons. And so being able to shield with R instead of focusing on the X and Y assigned to certain specific items, uh, being able to hold A to Pegasus Dash and all that stuff, shit like that, it's very, it's much more convenient. I like it. Right, so some more uh, modern quality of life improvements. Yes. Uh, there is a couple of things I've noticed uh, and other people have noticed. I'm going to talk about what I thought about first. The edge of the screen is blurred out. I'm not 
I've talked with you about this, or no, I think I talked with Nick about this in the chat, about how I feel like maybe they're doing that because they, uh, you're like, hey, this is the original uh, ratio of the Game Boy Color, so we're gonna put the outside to kind of give it like a more mystical feel, like this is your right. focus and all that. And honestly, it just feels like, did they really have to do that? Right. I mean, uh, if you could have blurred like maybe 2% of the edge just to give it like a slight feel, but it feels like I'm losing 10% of the screen to be blurred out. And I would reason. imagine that's and very disconcerting or disorienting on like a larger screen too. Oh yeah, for fucking sure. Like it, it's so weird. And I do like that the art style and whatnot, everything seems fluid. A lot of people are saying that in certain areas where it's he heavier in grass and whatnot, uh, it starts to chug this game. Right. <laughs> Which is weird because, you know, Super Mario Odyssey, this beautiful high graphics game, it, it, it didn't chug at all, but this particular game for some reason, it chugs in the one spots. Uh, it's so weird. So it, it just, it might be game engine optimization uh, because I was reading a thread recently about why um, um, emulator, like why is it difficult to run like old school games on newer systems, on new advanced hardware because they're so fast now. It's because the, yeah. the engine wasn't made for something to uh, like, for the power source to be that powerful. Like it, it can't contain all that power within its body. So that's why emulators exist that essentially slow down the processing time and make it seem like you're running a, a Game Boy processor or a PlayStation processor or whatever. So maybe if they did some sort of thing where they took parts of uh, the original engine and then patched on some newer bits to it, that would make sense or it just might be poorly optimized. Mm. But I've been having a good time with the, the, the reason why I was talking about how I said earlier that it seems inviting but it's an old ass game as well uh, a lot of things aren't that obvious like to 2019 players that you know are new to this game versus the people that played it back in the day that had to look for walkthroughs or spend an hour trying to figure out something right uh good examples would be like uh when you the first area to get to the first dungeon you got to go through a dark woods shocker in the dark woods you eventually need to get uh a key okay key to a dungeon so far so good uh we know this part so far problem is though you don't know how to get to that key because each time you walk by by this fucking raccoon you get stuck in like a maze-like sequence and he's like haha my nose is kind of ticklish lol and that's all he says and it's like okay do do i get a feather so i'm you know looking you know do i put a cuckoo next to him and like it's found fancy two level clues to where it gives you the most like they don't want to hand it to you right but they want you to Yes. And the problem is, though, you have no idea being the new, this new to the game, what kind of possible items that you should have on you to be able to prepare for this. So eventually you go around to a different part of the forest. You find a mushroom. You explore even further outside the forest at this point. Go to a different location. Go see a witch who turns this into magic powder. Throw it on this fucking raccoon. Turn him back into a human. Ends the curse of the area. Get the key. You're gone. But it's just so weird because it's not self-contained to the forest. So you have no idea if you're supposed to explore the forest for an hour. Or if you're supposed to go to a different part of the overworld map to find this one thing after finding something in the forest, there's no indication whatsoever. It's so weird. But that's normal to me who's played this game before. It's like, right. okay, yeah, I made this connection. But no one else is going to know that. Right. It's like uh, old school game design where they kind of like made you work. Like there were some things even in the early Pokemon games where it's not obvious whatsoever what you'd have to do to get past certain things or to obtain a certain item. And then eventually you'll go around exploring and then one day you're like, huh, I wonder if I ever figured that out. And you'd go back and be like, oh, I just needed this one item that I picked up like hours ago. There's also a trading sequence and I won't go into the full detail. But I'll you know at least start it. You go to a uh, a crane game shop in the middle of this town. 
And one of the uh, items that you can win is a Yoshi doll. Okay. So you get the Yoshi doll eventually. You walk out in this new game and the kid goes, Ow, wow, my mom wanted that. My mom happens to live at this location here. So it's like, okay, so I know I need to take this doll to this, uh, this mother. So I give it to the mother and the mother's like, thank you, here's this bow, goodbye. And it's like, fuck do I do with this bow? And so I'm like walking around, it's like, do you wanna feel, you know, pretty by the power of materialism and so you know i'm walking around with this bow and it's like who the fuck wants this bow i know where it needs to go right. it needs to go to this inconspicuous one little house where you talk to a bow wow from uh mario universe and give him the bow and then he'll give Why? you another item to take somewhere else and another to an area that you've never even uh been before unless you explore in a random direction to a right. person you would not you don't even know if they would want that item. And they give you another item, which you can't even use until two thirds into the game. What the fuck? I think, I think, <laughs> I think that's the, the magic of, of Zelda games. And I think they did a better job mo modernizing it with Breath of the Wild. Cause there are so many things like that, that you can do, but you'd have some sort of vague idea or the people you're talking to would give you some sort of clue. Um, but then because the world is so vast, um, it, they have to give you a little bit of a better clue that will give you a better understanding and so I think I think it's it's a good idea like I I understand what you're saying it's it's hard for newer players trying to get into the series but it's just a straight straight remake and and having people experience how it used to be and how games used to be at some stage and how there's still core foundational elements that make it fun and still invoke the same feeling of playing a Legend of Zelda game is important. So, um, yeah, no, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. People forget that it, we don't uh, start to get handheld or handholding in games until later in the 90s once we get into like the 3D polygon era. Uh, after that, they start giving us more clues and, you know, like here's a landmark or a, an icon on the map this is where you should go to it was actually kind of rare back then to get something like that because a that's more work for the developers to do and b they thought they want you know the players wanted to have more time you know this should be a technically it was only a 10 hour game but let's make it a 40 because you actually don't know what to do you know you got to explore the world that we made for you right, right uh glenn glenn you the look you've been having is a bartender who's been cleaning a dirty glass for the past 15 minutes listening to the conversation of two drunk men and you're trying to make sense of it and you got a kind of idea but you have nothing to say on it yeah, what do you have to say sure, on it i mean the only experience i have with zelda is watching my dad play zelda when i was you know so though i never played a single game we're gonna have to fix that soon tyler's gonna say um I remember I watched my friends play majora's mask uh my buddy dave his buddy his oh there he goes his friend is uh, one of the speedrunners. His friend is a speedrunner. Uh, okay. I think Majora's That's Mask. That's really cool. Or it, it's one of the kind of like 64 GameCube era Zelda games. So I'd love to keep talking about Zelda for the no, rest of the show. And I, I was just letting oh, you no, guys no, I'm not, go. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. not. Try, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, and what I was doing, honestly, is reading more about some of the stuff that we're going to be talking about later. Right. I wanted to make myself because I, yeah, I did want to like push us along because it has been, I think we've gone over time a little bit. Uh, but yeah, yep. no, um, Link's Awakening, my only issue with it, Tyler, honestly, is, is the, the price tag. If it was a little cheaper for somebody who's not a diehard fan of Zelda, um, it's, I, it's hard for me to digest, which is why I'm still like debating. But beyond that, I have nothing more to say. It looks like a fun game and I'm, I'm ready to play it at some point. Um, <laughs> Alright, I only let one tear fall out when I heard that. 
I'm gonna wipe it away. Uh, but we are gonna start moving into the modular segment and topic of the genre. Unless Tyler, you had to say something else about Zelda. I just wanted to agree with your statement there. It does feel like it would have been better as a $40 game, maybe a $30, but $40, you know, because it's Nintendo quality price. But a full $60 for a remake of a Game Boy Color game, I'm sure they put a lot of time into it. But when you think about it, Link Between Worlds, which was the sequel to Link to the Past in the 3DS, same ballpark, maybe a little bit, you know, lower in the quality because it was a 3DS game. 40 bucks uh some of the remakes of uh other games like this also have been 40 bucks but because it's for the switch and all that stuff they felt they can get away with it and they probably will if we're being completely honest. they probably i i've said before if you put the name zelda on it my lizard brain at this point will buy the shit it's very upsetting right um so we have something exciting for the modular segment uh something i pitched and something i think tyler and glenn are a little bit um tyler at least excited by glenn i don't know how you feel about this yet but i want to let's preface this uh, glenn you've played mass effect you love mass effect yeah i cosplayed right tyler what's your experience with mass effect i have never played a mass effect game before okay so glenn in mass effect there there are there are romance options right um where mm-hmm. you uh, and, and multiple partners and they don't really do so much as show give enough away where it's kind of like you know how the old god of wars used to be like there's just enough nudity to satisfy the regular gamer so yeah. what if what if i told you about a mass effect style game with full-on combat rpg elements but the core of the game was to have sex what <laughs> i was not paying attention until i had <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, it wouldn't appeal to me. I, I mean, mean that's, I, I'm that's sure fair. a lot of people like it. <laughs> um, I'm sure I'm not. It's, it's not something I would go, ugh, who would pay that? Well, I'm as I if it's like, a two-player and it, it has to be your wife with you when you play. I mean, that I'm sure that would appeal to a lot of swinger and poly couples. Sure. Um, I say, why well, if it like scans each of your face, so you're both your own characters in this uh, massive drama game, and then then just yeah. puts your face onto it, and yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, time to find a. Uh, so, if any video game developer companies are willing to work with us on this brilliant idea that we're trademarking right now as a verbal trademark, please reach out to casualmasterquest@gmail.com. All right. So, um, the game in question here specifically is called Subverse, um, which launched originally as a Kickstarter campaign um, as yeah, an ad- blew away as, their goal. as yeah. an adult-oriented Mass Effect-style video game, um, and it. Blew away. It's, I don't know what the original goal was, and I only have the number in. Um, I think I saw the number in pounds, but a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand pounds. So they yeah, got the, one point seven almost. The goal was a hundred thousand pounds. They got one point six million, almost one point seven million pounds. Um, they're the highest backed video game Kickstarter in Kickstarter's history, um, and they are launching soon i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure the no the open beta starts up on the 28th of september no the closed beta to you know some of the higher tiers and stuff um yeah no it looks just a little bit over two million for people who are curious in uh, the states it looks very well done uh, they put out yeah, a the trailer recently um and it's interesting because um i'm not gonna out anybody but some of us here aren't um how, how do i say the strangers to to more smut style games but what what um not talking about honey pop um but there are uh this game is is interesting because it fo- it's focusing just as much on the 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 the, the hentai as much as it is on the actual gameplay elements. So they put out a recent developer update where uh, during uh, there'll be phases where you can actually get into a ship and control it and engage in space combat um, and go around mm. and explore the universe. 
um and the, there's actual like action elements so they're actually they're, they're trying to integrate they're trying to integrate it into everything and i feel like uh i know they had some issues with um uh, Steam's policy on adult games, but these guys have seemed to uh, not slip right under the radar, but they are strongly listed as adult-only material on Steam. Chat, Subverse is on Steam. Um, VR yeah, release, and their, their combat looks a little bit like XCOM, too. XCOM? Yeah. Yeah, um, like grid-based, turn-based. I mean, the combat and the graphic, awesome. I, well, that was one of the things I did while you guys were talking about Zelda. Is I was like, all right, I'll watch this trailer and see what it looks like. And yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah, yeah, I but... see that now. Uh, with, uh, a little lewd, yeah. No, it's so uh, the standard, um, <laughs> uh, the standard. Uh, how do I say this? Progression with uh, with uh, some of the more uh, adult-oriented games, uh, usually coming out uh, more from the Japanese developers. Uh, usually, you start off it, like let's say it's a visual novel style. You'll you know encounter characters, build up relationships with them, and as you get to know them better, you'll start getting uh, CG, which is I think character graphics unlocked. Um, I think that's what it stands for. But we just like you just call them CG. That they'll get progressively lewd as you get more and deepen your relationship with that character. Um, yeah, it's, uh, so this game is probably going to act on some of those principles, but it's also going to incorporate as much combat as it can. Huh. Yeah. They even I have a couple, Mass Effect too. <laughs> I have a couple things trailer. I'm a little bothered Three by this. Three different colored endings. <laughs> yes, Tyler. Uh, the first thing is, uh, it's all about waifus. There's no husbandos. Yes. That is kind of upsetting. I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, that's fair. Uh, that's a, a, a that's a fair concern. But then, you know, I, I feel like they're catering to a very specific audience. Okay. Okay. Uh, fine. That's fine. They have, that's they have fine. a target audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are your other concerns? Uh, oh, everything just went black for me. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I really don't know how I feel about this because, like, it's, it's supposed... It looks like it's turning into uh, a real-time strategy equivalent of a uh, brutal legend or something like that, uh, with more boobs than ever. Uh, like I'm looking at the stuff here, like your waifus aren't there just here to stand around and look pretty. These beauties come trained to kill, each with a completely unique set of abilities, along with adrenaline-fueled ultimate attacks. And you can find them on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Uh, anyways, uh, and it's like. Protect your waifus with a loyal army of lab-grown monsters. And it shows one monster's name is William Dildo Fingers. And it's like, <laughs> the, the, like this has a, a humor to it that, like, maybe if I was 14 to 16, this would be my ball game. But, like, I, I'm sorry, Nick, I, I've matured. Now, to refresh what we were saying, um, if you like space waifus, and if you want a strategic game, and a game where you can pilot a ship, but also get the space waifus you should consider this game so may i just confirm something here and make sure i'm on the up and up with this game yeah people a total of a group of people paid two million fucking dollars because not only did they want to see space boobies they wanted to make themselves work for it in a maybe you know mid-tier production game so they can see say said space boobies like they didn't just want space boobies they had they wanted to make sure that they worked for it and they paid a lot of money for that am i fifty-eight thousand people specifically yes almost fifty-nine thousand people yeah. For those 58, 59,000 people, I am glad for them. Nick, are you one of those people? I did not back it, no. Glenn, did you back it? Mm, no. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even know there was such a thing as sex video games before just now. Oh. Oh, my sweet summer child. <laughs> I was going to say, my my, <laughs> my poor baby. It's just not my, uh, I don't know. It's not my you say it's no, not fair. your thing, but you just discovered it. I understand it. the allure. You're adverse but, you to know, it. Like, you just saw it. You're a little scared. It's okay. It's like. 
Oh. A mud bath. You know, you're like mud's dirty, but once you start bathing in it, it's like, wow, it cleans out my pores. Wow. Anyways. I'm so we don't know, we don't know how much it's going to go on sale for, um, but it is going to launch by the end of the year. Looks like it. Um, so yeah, just keep an eye out for that chat. Um, and everybody listening, I'm going into stream mode. I yeah, you are going into stream chat. mode. Oh, jeez. Um, what are you doing to us? Um, yeah, just keep an eye out for that. Uh, it'll be on Steam. Uh, Subverse. S-U-B-V-E-R-S-E. -E. Just want to make sure that you know where to find it. You can Google it. Uh, find it on Steam. Yeah. Nick, I'm surprised because you thought I'd be all in on this, but I'm actually horribly affronted by it. Like, no, I, not all I, in. I, I just thought you'd at least be interested in talking about it. I'm happy to talk a lot of shit about it, but it, like... <laughs> Maybe 2019 has changed me, but it just seems like this is not the time and age for something like this, not for something to be in the forefront. I mean, don't get me wrong, we've always gotten those kind of games from like Japan, you know, every once in a while there's that one company who's like, <laughs> they want them boobies. And it's like, cool, they, they got the supply, but the fact that uh, people or a group of people have gotten 58,000 people to come out from the shadows of the basement. <laughs> to not only from the basement but they also had money that's the scarier part and they got this shit funded you just had to find the right places um and there's a lot more kinds of games where these came from like full-on action rpg games focusing on the um the sex elements uh you just really have to know where to look and it surprised you how many kinds of games there are uh they're games about um vikings they're games about mystical lands they're magical space games it's it's we we live in a world um so that's we'll, we'll just leave it there for subverse can i say um, one last thing yes do you know who else spent two million dollars recently no sony to update their media player to play virtual reality porn do you know who's not bragging about it sony mm. yeah because they're not a company that that sullies their hands with games like these and are proud of it at least uh, i mean it's not a matter of pride because that's what you know certain people would want to go for they want to go for the shame angle on this and you know i'm not going to shame the people that want to do this but i always appreciated the idea that this style game and all that stuff was always talk under the table so to speak uh just the idea that it's being brought to the you know the 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 front of the damn store just you know this is the game of the year uh highlight it just i i think it's distasteful I, I think it's it's breaking character. Okay. Okay. That's all, that's all I got to say. Okay. Um, Tyler, do you want to lead us into this uh, this next topic here? This is our topic of the show. Absolutely. Uh, Glenn, how are you familiar with uh, somebody called uh, the company Riot? I've heard of them. Okay. Uh, have you heard of Blizzard maybe? Yeah. How about Twitch? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, do you know what these uh, have all in common in today's news? Why don't you tell me about it, Tyler? Oh, Glenn, I'm... Glad you asked, buddy of mine. Uh, so apparently a lot of uh, the co-founders of these companies decided that enough is enough. They wanted to finally rake in the big bucks. They want to get that Titanic movie money. They are wanting to make this into a multimedia on a level like never seen before. We haven't seen this kind of uh, jump to go into a main platform. And I'm going to say it up front here. This is the news article. Video Game Network launches with $17 million in funding with the backing of Riot, Twitch, and Blizzard co-founders, which are some pretty big companies for this kind of front. We haven't seen... It's It's been so fucking long since video games have gone back to, like, national television over in the States. It's just not as big of a thing anymore. I mean... 
back in the day we had G4 and all that stuff, but because it's been driven off either by bigwigs over in Hollywood or whatnot, it's mostly surfaced back over on the internet. You know, when you think of video game stuff and news and whatnot, it's all internet based, but apparently people with a shit ton of money want to try to put it back on the big screen figuratively uh so we got uh, a bunch of people teaming together with a large amount of money to make something uh that's gonna be running under the uh it's called venn the video game entertainment and news network and, um uh, i will say before you carry on there is some precedence for this in the form of the overwatch league because lately they have true. collaborated with espn to showcase the games and i feel like that might have been a test case good uh, that would be an mm -hmm. excellent platform they're trying to go for a channel that plays 24 7 like this is their channel this is their nickel uh, they, well, i'm gonna say nickelodeon i don't know why i picked that this is their own espn channel network they're funnily whole, enough the overwatch league games were broadcasted on uh disney xd some of them <laughs> that <laughs> interests what the what what <laughs> yeah some of them were broadcasted on disney xd oh, and yeah, the and if owned by espn yeah and if you've disney seen XD. any of the um uh games uh either of you i know like overwatch may not necessarily be a big thing but you've even caught like just a just a brief like uh uh, you know, just watching a little bit on the Twitch channel, the production quality is there. Like, it's, they're full on, uh, it, like, pr the production quality is pretty good. They have official casters, they have translators, they have in-between segments, in-between games, they have, like, sports-like team breakdowns, like, any kind of, like, um, competitive esports. Big companies. Sponsorships with big companies, Toyota, Sour Patch Kids, those are the only two Honda, that come to mind. BMW. Yeah, so, um, so I, uh, there is some precedence with this on Blizzard's side. Um, and it makes sense for Riot uh, because um, of League of Legends and how often it's watched. Um, and it makes sense for Twitch because they've been doing uh, recently the biggest sponsorship, not biggest, but the more mainstream sponsorship they've done is with NFL and having certain Twitch broadcasters cast over the NFL games, uh, like Tim the Tatman specifically. But now I'll leave it up to you. Uh, so then this, well, uh, network if you will is gonna be it's been founded by a gentleman named ben cousin cousin i don't, don't know how you want to pronounce that but i mean he's got the money so he can you know pronounce it however the fuck he wants uh there's a quote from here that says that there's a huge oh god i'm gonna say chasm is that okay is, is that right i've had mm -hmm. i have so much trouble with uh silent h's uh i used to call it uh car coal almost my entire life up until like three years ago and i got made fun of by my wife and brandon chasm is correct Okay, very sharp right here. Between Twitch, YouTube, and there's a chasm between uh, Twitch and YouTube, and then ABC, ESPN, Turner, and all those kind of networks, and they want to fill that space. They uh, they have a goal of uh, broadcasting 24-7 with uh, over 55 hours of original gaming-focused content each week. I mean, obviously, there would be some reruns here and there, but they want to guarantee at least 55 hours of new content every week uh, that will focus around a reality series, documentaries, and other shows around stream gameplay and whatnot, which this could be something I'd be interested in watching. It's, I mean, the only problem is though, I like, would a person buy a full cable package for one show? I mean, people buy Netflix for the off though. True. I mean, I feel like you know? it's a little bit on a bigger scale Express? because, you know, it's, um, yeah. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt there, but then if the, the other article you linked does say that this will work on a subscription basis, um, like it'll be an app on a desktop or mobile, uh, like mobile, and you can like pay a subscription, monthly subscription, something like Netflix or Hulu, and you can... That's how you get it, gain access to it. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Honestly, personally, when it comes to something like that, the answer for me, even if I only got it for 
for a league, am I going to have to pay 30 bucks a month? If that's the case, probably not. I'll just watch the replay, sure. you know, like on YouTube. But like for the most part, if they're going to tell me, you know, it's going to cost me 10 bucks a month to have access to not only League of Legends, but also get familiarized with other gaming and esport communities uh, with a good production value and consistent broadcasting, then yeah. I mean, I think that's really, really, really cool. So something that I mean, is there Price point. any big thoughts on this? Uh, is this something? I mean, it seems like uh, the news has been kind of slow this week. So we picked stuff that kind of like tickled uh, our fancy. I was about to say tickle our balls, but we've gotten enough talk like that out of the way. Uh, but not really like, holy shit, we're you know into this. You know that it's been vi video games that came out this week. So when it comes to the news, it seems a little bit slower. But yeah, the idea of uh, finally getting our G4 equivalent back, except if. Yeah. My only concern is G4. I'm trying to remember who made G4. Uh, G4 was an American TV channel. It was. Uh, I think that's where I first saw Jessica Chobot. I you know when uh, G4 is G4 Media is you know an actual company that's apparently within part of Comcast. So it was the you know their attempt at trying to get video games into the mainstream, if you will. Uh, that was a bit different because they were you know a, a smaller group trying to you know hit the mark here. This is big fucking money this is a major corporation that's going to be charging in so it, it feels so weird thinking that you know g4 media was the titanic trying to make the break now this is a modern day cruise liner that's well over 10 times the size it's just going to come barging in what do you think this will do for the mainstream audience that isn't really influenced by video games right now um my for a mainstream audience i i i don't know um because we're still i wouldn't say reeling or like still in we're still kind of like feeling the effects of having the, the, Nick the is best at way a loss of words. um if we look at the ninja drake thing that happened last year right that exposed live streaming to a, a whole new sector of people um and it introduced gaming to a whole new sector of people then we had the fortnite world cup this year and then people started to realize just how much money people actually make um and what kind of money and what kind of people play these games and so it's kind of like things are slowly changing be it for the better or the worse things are changing the only concerns i have about ven um is just how it's going to affect creators that are already on these different platforms because a lot of them do have um exclusivity for original content so unless let's take um geek and sundry as an example right they have their their twitch channel they have their subscribers uh ven would need to offer them a substantial contract for them to comfortably move their channel Event, uh, because they wouldn't allow it to be on both platforms and then twitch would have to do like a risk assessment is it worth like that sector that they've uh you know not monopolized but that they have a big share of on twitch is yeah. worth giving that over to like off my platform right meanwhile uh, youtube or, is fucking unverifying people saying hey well, we don't recognize you anymore <laughs> they've reversed on that so they've uh so they actually did that over the last 20 48 hours i think um people who had their verification are going to keep their verification and they're going to update their standards so like anybody who's going to lose it they're not no longer losing it so um that's uh that's another conversation but no like there are uh like there's now precedence for either brand new types of channels uh with people who have experience with running you know like critical role or geek inside like whatever to start up new things and get new contracts or existing channels to move over to this new platform but it would have to be a mutual agreement if you have all these different investors all these big names involved because nobody wants to lose out it's it's all about what affects their bottom line sure yeah that's true all right glenn yeah i, I, yeah, I don't think twitch would have uh invested as much as they did if they didn't 
foresee themselves making money on both sides of it. Like they may lose some people on this side, but then they'll get more sponsors dollars over here so maybe they'll get exposed to more people and even if they do lose a little money i'm guessing they're hoping they kind of like what you said with the drake ninja thing they'll reach out to more people and in the long run make more money even if they lose money on the twitch platform the ven platform will start to kind of like rise up right. and bring more people in so then in the long run they'll make money right it's kind of like uh, whenever yeah, we have things or like with with you it's like um uh, you're a part of this now, we're having a good time, but you also get a chance to like talk about Ready to Roll or some of the other things mm -hmm. that you do. So like having people move over from Twitch, from YouTube, from Mix, wherever, from like, uh, they'll be like, yeah, you know, this is what I do. And then people will be like, hey, I really like this guy casting this tournament. Where can I find him? What else does he do? Yeah. Right. And I mean, I do like the idea of like, because I think speed running and things like that is part of the gaming community that is not necessarily highlighted enough. It takes a lot of skill to do a lot of things those people do um, outside of it being a standard esport. But like one thing he said here, he wants to turn into more polished produced shows. They said it, what, it switches thousands of streamers every day doing their thing with an enormous amount of discovery. We're looking to fundamentally go in and curate that content for core gamers and casuals. I love that. But then he goes on to say, usually have cameras where you're staring at someone's hands, someone's or someone's face, and they're talking about a typical broadcast. And he says, there's a way to really elevate that format. And that makes me go, okay, so if I'm not chosen by you, then am I going to get left in the dust as a, an average affiliate streamer? Like, is, it, is this going to make this a less viable way for people to uh, make a living? Right. You know, uh, so there's, I don't know, there's some concerns there because I'm not like a huge streamer i'm an affiliate Woo! you know but like that doesn't mean that i'm making a living wage off of it but like is this going to make it so that they're going to partner with all the biggest people and the biggest people just like in hollywood like you know what is it i think one percent of hollywood make 95 percent of the money it's crazy like so is that going to turn into this with twitch and twitch is already getting kind of a little more disparity in that you know and by those by those uh standards but like it'll be interesting to see if that's going to become a problem you know right. i hope not i'm optimistic i think it's cool maybe it'll be amazing and they'll start elevating streamers that are you know lower down that they see good qualities in. they'll scout people and be like hey this person has qualities we like they're only an affiliate but let's bring them on to ven you know and then people who are previously unknown are getting a chance to actually elevate their own ability as a streamer but we'll see no <laughs> Yeah, it would be cool, I I'm think, if they, optimistic. Yeah, if they opened up, like, applications for certain things, like, if you wanted to be, like, a caster or, like, a production or whatever, they're like, if you want to be a caster, uh, why don't you go out there, cast some tournaments, here's our permission, and then send us in that reel kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't yeah. think that'll happen initially. I think they'll just cherry pick for the initial, like, run. I think that's probably what's going to happen, and then they'll start opening it up more once they see that it's viable. Yeah, they're going to start with the big one. They'll move over. All right, Nick, I think it's time. I think it's time. I think we've uh, ranted long enough today, so um, gonna go on to the game releases. Uh, we've got quite a few actually this mm -hmm. week. Um, mm. Starting starting at the top, starting September twenty fourth, we've got Contra Rogue Corps, PS four, Xbox One, PC, and Nintendo Switch. FIFA twenty, PS four, Xbox, PC, Nintendo Switch. Standard standard uh, release for this time of the year. Um, Harvest Moon Mad Dash coming out also on the 24th on the Nintendo Switch and to be determined on the PS4. <laughs> um, That's kind of ominous, but okay. Uh, have either of you played bit. Harvest Moon before? Like any other no. Harvest Moon or... Uh, okay. I hear that it ends. Uh, I wouldn't like anybody okay. who likes Stardew Valley like Stardew Valley. Yeah, that yeah. would give you like similar vibes not the same vibes But you know there same vein. it gets you there, but you're, you're not gonna go right over the edge like that 
easily with the same. Mm -hmm. cool. Um, yeah, returning back to the list, uh, The Surge 2, uh, which is an action role-playing game coming out 24th as well, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, next on the list is, what is this? Mario Kart Tour. Uh, mm -hmm. September 25th is an iOS exclusive game. So it's a mobile mm. uh, Mario Kart game. How do you feel about that, Tyler? Uh, I mean, my wife has an iPad, but I'm not exactly excited to play Mario Kart on a touchscreen. So, hurrah! Yay! Um, we've got the Ninja Saviors Return of the Warriors, the North American release, September 26th, PS4 and the Nintendo Switch. This is a, the remake of a 94 SNES game called Ninja Warriors, which is a beat-em-up style game. Side-scroller? Uh, yes. Uh, previously, at least. I haven't seen anything from the remake. Uh, then we've got Code yeah. Vein. September 27th, a PS4, Xbox One, PC. And I feel like there was a big developer behind this. Uh, let me just pull that up here. Uh, oh, yeah, Bandai Namco. <laughs> yeah, oh. just a little one. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, so Code Vein uh, coming out on the 27th. Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age S. Definitive Edition, September 27th, Nintendo Switch. Take a that breath. Is, Good lord. <laughs> that is a wordy title. Seriously. Anybody have any experience with uh, Dragon Quest games? Uh, yeah, back in the day, but we're talking like, I mean, there's so many different ones. I'm not even sure if they're by the same company, Dragon Quest, Dragon Warrior, and all that stuff. But, uh, I played Dragon Quest, I believe. I don't remember which one, but when it was on the Game Boy Color. Okay. But I, um, it's been a while since I've gotten my hands on uh, a Dragon Quest for a modern day uh, setting. I've you know played uh, similar things, but not the same. Uh, one of the developers for Dragon Quest Eleven is Square Enix. Yep. Um, yep. And then finally on the list, Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition, September 27th for the Nintendo Switch. Um, this Ooh, is, I believe, one of the, the Switch. yeah, is one of the games that was teased uh, or like announced at um, E3 and uh, like earlier this year. So that's finally out. Um, yeah, that's that's it for game releases for the week. Um, we're gonna move on to this day in gaming for September 23rd. Um, yeah. Does anybody uh, did anybody find anything particular on the list? Yeah. All right, uh, Tyler, do you want to hit us with what you found? Sure. We should start with uh, the top ones though that are currently listed, so we can stay chronological. I will do it. September twenty okay. third. I wish to wish with all my heart to give you this birthday card. Happy birthday, Lego Batman, the video game. It came out. I have no idea where in two thousand eight because somebody forgot the list of platform. Oh, oh yeah, I, I, I did forget to list the uh, list. Oh of god, I don't know who to send this card to. This birthday card, happy 11th um, birthday. Uh, hang on. Lego Batman <sighs> came out. PSP, 360, PlayStation 3, Windows, PS2, and Wii. <sighs> oh, so everybody. Okay, happy birthday, Lego Batman, yeah, yeah. on everything. United States <laughs> and Canada, and this was the first release. It came out for EU and the rest of the world <laughs> later on. I'm sorry. I've been I'm having too much fun with this. So, Midwood Games... Inc. Did Midway Games get created in 1996? Is that what this is suggesting here? Uh, no. The company. So this was. So this is going to be a little bit of a history listing because it was a bit of a barren list for standout games. So Midway Games Incorporated was 1996 was when they were renamed as Midway Wings. Midway Games Incorporated. Uh, they were. Um, it, they used to be called WCI Games Corporation that was merged into Atari Games Corporation. And Midway went bankrupt in 2009. Yep. But whatever assets that they um, um, had were uh, taken over by Warner Bros. Um, and that includes a lot of the Mortal Kombat titles. 
Oh yeah. Um, but some of the more um, the old school ones. So their last uh, game that came out was in 2015, and I believe it was a remaster of um, Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3. Or not a remaster, I think it was just a republishing of the older games. Sounds about right. Sounds like something they would do before they go kaput, but yeah. Uh, I remember this day in history, actually, when uh, Midway was clearly going defunct and Warner, Bro- uh, Warner Brothers swept in, uh, got the bid for a 33 mil, uh, got almost all the assets. There's a couple that kind of got left, uh, I believe, the, what is the term of uh, software that doesn't like no one really knows where it belongs to because it kind of died with the company rather than get sold off it was like deadware it, you, i don't know i gotta say deadware <laughs> something like that but there's uh, i don't remember uh, any specific titles but i remember like there being some situations where it like it died with uh midway games or it died with thc even after it got sold off or rebranded it it's right um yeah like midway uh it, back in the 90s made killer instincts too they did a lot of the nba nhl titles uh, they did uh, Quake in '98. Uh, um, they did The Grid in 2000. Um, yeah, no, they did. A, they were responsible for a lot of games, and it's just unfortunate what happened to them. But yeah, that's the little history lesson. And then, um, Glenn, was this you uh, that you listed this next one here? Yeah, just uh, I thought it was a good one, uh, just because I remember playing on my my OG PlayStation. Uh, I never actually got the game, but I got the demo for this game. <laughs> was this uh, was this Triangle Boobs like Pointy Boobs era? Oh yeah, this yeah, is yeah. Era for sure. Yeah, yeah. Tomb Raider: uh, The Greatest Hits was released in the US. Yeah, it came out in '98. This one was just you going say the greatest tits because if you did, I will fight you. Yeah, Tomb Raider: The Greatest Tits. No, the, yeah. the greatest hits. Uh, okay, I was to make sure we yeah. said hits because I thought like I'm like, oh god, are we about to go this devolved into this level of? Bull- oh, you thought we said something else? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I do. Um, no. This was, I think, uh, before Platinum became what PlayStation did. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. like the Platinum uh, version of the game. All right. Um, so that was yep. the episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm going to do the other ones that I told you I had, but I was going to wait until we oh, do the chronological right. ones. Uh, two things. Uh, first one is happy 15th birthday, the Blackthorn, uh, as it was released on the SNES. Uh, for those who don't know, Blackthorn is one of the first games Blizzard did before Warcraft thing. Yeah. Let me try to talk. Okay. Blizzard made Blackthorn one of its first games, if not the first. It came out on Windows and all that. And this was before Blizzard started exploring the idea of Warcraft as a concept. So, okay. yeah, a, a predecessor, if you will. And, uh, platform uh, shooter came out for Game Boy Advance, Macintosh, the Sega 32X, Windows. Okay, cool. And then it came out for SNES. I know it's not the, you know, it was a bit of a No, that's, that's here. important. I, I never, I, I, didn't hear about i didn't know about blackthorn so i'm glad you pointed that out and uh this came out in japan so maybe it shouldn't count but happy birthday to sonic uh for uh sonic uh, cd coming out for the uh oh okay the uh sega cd uh that uh, came out was this the first up? sonic uh no this is not sonic the hedgehog uh the original one for the sega genesis this is uh i mean there's a lot of them but this came out over in the Oh man, it's been a while actually. I don't have the information pulled up, but yeah. I mean, important regardless, but I think because I saw the CD and I didn't see the Hedgehog or Sonic Two or like I, I didn't stick out to me. So okay, cool. Yep, came out this uh, day in 1993. So happy 26th 16th. birthday! Wow, I am. Oh, 26th, weird. yeah, no, 26th. You're, you're I just right. said 26. I'll fight you. Yeah, you're. I said you're correct, Tyler. You are correct. Then why would you say it with such a derogatory tone? Roll for your initiative. All right. No, no, this podcast is too long. End it. Glenn's about to okay. shit his pants or something. I don't know what's going on Glenn, over there. where can we find you? Um, On Twitter, at Glenn Houston. You can find me on uh, Twitch at Razith. His voice R-A-Z-Z-T-H. is getting higher and higher. I'm sorry. 
Could, and you can what? Could you repeat that? I, I talked over you. Oh, Razif, Glenn Houston, Twitter. Uh, also ready to roll in Casual Master Quest. Uh, D and D segment, which will be coming out, I think, tentatively middle of the week, probably maybe next week or the following. So, yeah. Tyler, where could people find you? Just refocusing my camera. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming you said where can we find you, Tyler, and that the answer is two times Tyler, one word on Twitter. Uh, nothing else for right now. Or you can check me out where I play as Roger. The uh, Changeling Sorcerer, which uh, if you guys haven't fucking figured out, we made a D&D podcast. First episode, it's the episode's not out yet. You can find it out on YouTube if you want to check out, you know, uh, our rough draft, if you will, of what's going on. It was a little crazy. It was interesting. But right now, uh, I'm looking at the team. Some people are hangry. Some people are tired. Some people have something going on that's really scary. And uh, heat stroke is a terrible thing. Nick, where can we find you? Uh, you can huh. find me on Twitch and Instagram at LR11. You can also find me on Twitter at LRTheEleventh. Um, L-R-T-H-E-Eleventh. Um, you can find the show, Casual MasterQuest, on Twitter at MasterQuestPod. Uh, you can also email us at CasualMasterQuest at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at CasualMasterQuest. Just put it right in the search bar. And uh, yeah, we're on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, anywhere you can fi- find a podcast. We are probably there. Um, yeah. Um, any last words before we end off here? Uh, anything? Uh, I did want to say, Glenn, you were going to TwitchCon next week. Next week? Yes. Yes. If anybody is at TwitchCon, please don't be afraid to say hi. I'll have a big beard and I'll probably wear this hat just so I'm recognizable. Right. Um, oh, yeah. But beyond that, thank you very much for listening. This was episode 67 of Casual Master Quest. Uh, that was Tyler. I'm well. That was Glenn. Um, enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to never stop the crank. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. That's that's what he said. That's the... Bye. The intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelry's Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash revelries music or just click on the link in the show descriptions the background music is the album top 50 best classical piano music by brilliant classics you can find out more about creative commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0